0: Welcome to another edition of the Usually Serviceable, Hopelessly Miscast podcast from your friends at GCT. We have a little bit of a special edition today, but we do have our executive dysfunction, Brian, yep. who's always hopelessly miscast, even as a director. Yes, uh, I'm the never serviceable Paul. And today we have a couple of uh, stars of our upcoming show here, the uh, brilliant and lovely Simile Draffin and you can say hello it's okay Hello. (laughs) (laughs) and the we really don't know what he does around here but stuff just kind of appears on the stage thankfully marcus brown hello tech uh, ninja yes exactly and uh yeah so without without them and you know emily's husband we wouldn't have a couple of shows here lately true yeah um so thanks for that but uh they are, uh, like I said, a couple of leads in our uh, upcoming show called Bright Star here at GCT that opens, uh, we're recording this on April 14th. We open a week from tomorrow, so April 22nd, three weekends, uh, God help us. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're getting there. Brian, do you feel like we're getting there? Uh, I think
1: we are in great shape from an acting perspective. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he says right in
1: front of the very politically
2: yes, yes. that's right
0: <laughs> so for any of you guys you know or if you all want to you know give your own version what can you get guys give the listeners a taste of what the show is and what it's about
2: yeah well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let emily answer that she's she's the star of this one i don't know the yes that's one true believe, she is a bright
0: star so.
3: <laughs> she
2: definitely has top billing for sure
3: uh well uh, let's see it's uh, it's a beautiful story for beautiful music. And if you like the banjo, if you like secret identities, if you like crying, if you like uh, writerly aspirations, all sorts of stuff, there's something for everybody. So um, basically, uh, I play Alice, who at the top of the show is going to take you on a journey of who she is. Uh, she's works for the Asheville Southern Journal. She's an editor. And uh, the, the play jumps back and forth between the 1920s and the 1940s, where we learn more about Alice and her past in the 20s as a teenager with Jimmy Ray, played by Marcus, um, mm-hmm. and what that relationship means for her and Jimmy Ray in the future, in the 1940s. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I don't want to give too much away about any sort of surprise right.
2: we have. Mm-hmm. Right, no right. It's always a tricky thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think, Marcus? Anything to add to that?
2: Well, I think uh, it is a very interesting tale, it, more interestingly than it's just the kind of tropes and storytelling uh, parts of it is that it is based on a real story, a thing that actually happened, uh, which is just kind of loosely, adds, very loosely. Uh, loosely, yes. But you know, it, the the story itself is almost mythological in nature, the way it unfolds, uh, with a lovely ending to it. But uh, so the fact that it is based at least on real happenings um, in North Carolina back, you know, several decades ago makes it all the more interesting to me.
1: Uh, just so they chose North Carolina. It actually happened in Arkansas.
2: Oh, in Arkansas,
1: even closer to us. Arkansas, Missouri, because it was on the Iron Mountain train line, and that
2: yes. train line runs between Missouri. Now and, I'm
1: really confused.
0: Like yeah, so I take it back. No, yeah, it there. did not
2: happen in North Carolina. It's a very yeah. Appalachian feel. The whole, the whole story, the the, the, the different towns and cities that are represented. Um, so, it's definitely at a piece of Americana, you know, a little bit of American history, or at least it's steeped in it. It's not necessarily a piece of historical fiction so much as it uh, has, you know, a lot of bluegrass all through that it, is. a lot of banjo. Yep. But uh, it's modern bluegrass, absolutely. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, Bill Monroe bluegrass. Right. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's uh, not your
0: great great grandfather's you know, like, bluegrass. I would say it's
2: more like Dead South uh, Camp. Uh, yeah as far as the music in the show yeah, absolutely
1: totally. 100% but even in, clearly Steep Canyon Rangers which i think they took a couple of uh songs from the album when love comes around i think it came out in 2013 and Con, uh, converted them into show songs in the show. So mm-hmm. I think Asheville was originally and that might be why mm. it's in North
2: Carolina is because I believe Asheville was actually gotcha. on that
1: album. They're like, that's a pretty song. Yeah.
2: I was just telling you this morning it's a beautiful song. As long as we're not talking about, about
0: like Asheville, Vermont or something like that. I since know. this is got a, like I said, I'm confused, but that's not hard. So <laughs> no that's uh that that's great. Uh the next question I'd throw out to Emily and Marcus is uh, you know what would you say Compared to your character you play in the show, what What do you feel like is similar to you as a person or different from you as a person that stands out?
2: You're just trying to talk about the age gap, aren't you? Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, hey, I didn't say <laughs> it. You brought it up, so now that, uh, that box is open. Well,
2: both of <laughs> us have the challenge of representing the same character 20 years apart. Yes. Uh, so we play ourselves at a certain age and then play ourselves at an older age. Now, for me, it's not... As difficult, at least in a technical sense, because I play my younger self and then eventually become my older self and I just get to stay there. Uh, Emily has the challenge (laughs) of being able to, needing to bounce back and forth between what, like a teenager and then a nearly 40 year old person, a 30 something. Yes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so that is a a bit of a challenge. I'd say I'm more more similar to the adult, Uh, one would hope, you know, at 32. But um, (laughs) yeah, that is a challenge for me actually getting to be the goofy 16 year old because when I was 16 I didn't like to think of myself as goofy right well uh, yeah
0: yeah I I would if I were to answer the question myself I'd say there's not a lot different about me from him so he's a real (laughs) son of a bitch so um but and for those of you who when you see the show Marcus is not referring to the age gap between he and Emily it's the age gap between he and I well there is that so uh just because I've been giving him you know what? Relentlessly, about the fact that he is plays my son because I'm as the mayor. I'm the only. I'm only in the 20s scenes.
1: So, so. here, okay. So uh oh, Marcus has has continued to be like I can't. I'm, I'm too old. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> and he's right. even in the script. Even the script. Uh, mayor Dobbs, who Paul plays, uh, is it says he's 43. Yes, that's close that's to sure. your age. And so Jimmy Ray, at the beginning of the show, is. Probably eighteen or nineteen. And then it's twenty three years later. So it's like you're all what was that? Forty it's forty two. Oh yeah, yeah. Close so to you're my Close actual, to forty two. Very, very so close to yeah. age. You yeah, know, yeah. I, I don't think you're Smack too old to play actually. this. So.
0: No, he's not too old to play this. It's, no, no, no. It's no. More no. like when did I conceive of this young man?
1: <laughs> right. So it makes from a casting perspective, it makes more sense to Cast Marcus closer to this age, than find a you know twenty year old to play the role because yes. that would look and extremely strange. Then, yes, at the end of the show,
0: we so. can't use in- CGI for any of this. So. No, no, but <laughs> yeah. we, we we don't budget. Budget. That's not to no. say the age is uh, you know. I want to caveat it with it. none of the age things going on you know take away from the show at all. So uh, don't think that my sarcasm is uh, throwing away anyone. The three people who listen to this regularly, including <laughs> Brian and myself, know that that's just who I am.
1: We have um, over a thousand downloads, so shut your face. Ooh. There you
0: go. So, um, so maybe the
1: same people listening a it thousand could times. Could be,
0: but that's yeah. okay. We got
1: a lot of devices. Well, we know Annie yeah, listens.
0: Of Shout of out, of Annie. Um, so, <laughs> what do for any of you guys? What do you think will grab
2: audiences about this show the most? Well, it does have beautiful music for sure. Agreed. And I do think it's a lovely, it's a lovely love story, but love story, you know, tends to get defined in a fairly simple way. You know, th- this is Emily's second show with us in a row, in which they are lovely love stories, but when you try to define what a love story is, it's got all these different definitions and can be quite, you know, can be approached in so many different ways. So, this is a lovely love story about, you know, love found, love lost, love found again, but it's not, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of love wrapped right. up in it's that.
3: It's not strictly romantic. There is a romance, but it's also the parents and ch- children and mm-hmm. you know, forgiving well, each other and overcoming your complicated past with each other.
2: Yeah, well, and following your dreams to really do the thing that you want to accomplish in life. There's characters that that's their whole drive and then there's love mm-hmm. stories between those characters. It uh, So... Um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's an appealing part of the story as well. Yeah, I would say, just to add to that, also a lot of fam- familial themes and
1: Absolutely. what it means to be a parent and what it means to have a relationship with your child, and because, um, I mean, there are so many parent relationships. Oh, it, yeah. It it's all, all the gamuts, bad ones, good ones. Non-traditional ones, uh, you know. It's just it's a really fun, I think, exploration of what it means to be a parent.
2: Yeah, so, for sure, for sure.
0: No, it's great. Yeah, it's I, I agree. There's definitely uh, paths to to love in different ways, and it's it's uh, unconventional paths, but uh, not so unconventional that people can't relate. Right. Definitely, people can see it and say, "Okay, yeah, I've experienced that. I've experienced that." It's at multiple points in the show. Um, I guess this one, I I could, I could say it's for Brian and Marcus, but definitely for Brian, what, what have, what's been the biggest challenges
1: to you guys in putting the show on stage here at GCT? I would think, well, I, I didn't have to build any of the stuff that I wanted Marcus to build. (laughs) So he may have different answers. I think once, uh, I think once our big, uh, set piece got built, it's not been, in my view, too difficult, uh, getting it on the stage. I think figuring out if we could kind of follow on. the concept is not mine. I'm not, it's an original concept. It's taken from Broadway. They had a big movable house on stage. And I said, that would be cool. And uh, if you've been in our space, you're like, there's not a lot of room to move a big old house, but we have a big old house and it moves on our stage. So once we figured that out and not by we, I mean, not me, uh, I felt pretty good. I think our biggest challenge now is is, is any production in town uh, is making sure our sound uh, is where it needs to be. It's tough in any space to mic seven musicians and 13 actors and then also having offstage mics and monitors. Um, and in our space, it's just compounded because it's, everything is just on top of each other Mm -hmm. so there's feedback issues and you know how many signals we have available so getting that figured out and we do have an expert coming Mm -hmm. in to Mm -hmm. uh kind of clean that up for us i think that's really the last big piece to really being ready once that's uh situated you know i'm very excited to see the finished product Uh, marcus has really put some time in this week making some beautiful lights and um got our digital images and projections ready to go to complement the show so should be a
2: quite a experience here at GCT. You no, know, we have a real interesting technical mix in our theater right now of kind of classic traditional mixed with some newer high-tech elements which is really fun, you know, that's it's a fun thing to play with. But I think you know Brian's been a little bit humble. I mean, granted yes there was a Broadway production and that's kind of the standard and it's a, you know, it's a unique open concept kind of uh, the storytelling. And, um, but with that big house, you know, it on our stage, given our limited resources, and by that I really mean space more than anything. Um, it takes a lot of creative uh, problem solving to kind of figure out how to translate that to this and then make new creative design decisions to to make it happen. So that's to Brian's credit. I'm, I'm just here to try to see, what of his ideas can make it to stage and you know when it's a fairly bare stage we put some hooks on the wall i really love the the brick facade we have going on it gives mm-hmm. the stage a different look but i've never i don't think i've ever seen an open concept show here before where the walls are pretty much bare you know not mm-hmm. the walls are bare the ba- the walls have all kinds of storytelling elements all over them but where we don't have more flats and platforms built all over the place. So it's yep. open stage. I mean, except for the ginormous house that takes up half of it, you know, yeah. in a centralized way. But um, but really, it's the frame of a house. It's on wheels. And then we put hooks on the walls and <laughs> stuff. So it hasn't been extremely difficult. Uh, but it has taken some creative problem solving. It's been a team effort, but it's all in Brian's head. And we're just putting it all up there. And uh, yeah, so like you said, we're in the process now of finishing lights and sound, which is always... N- not a slog but it always you know we have ideas we put it up there and then there's always tweaks and adjustments to be made all along the way so that's kind of where we're at and um i think in the end it's going to be a beautiful piece though
1: all the way around yeah kind of i mean it if you get here early to see the show um the walls themselves are full of easter eggs so if you uh Uh, Yeah, we have left hints all over the theater. There's hints in the pre-show music as well. So, um, but you have to be. It's like one of the first songs in the pre-show music. So unless you're sitting in the house, like as soon as the house opens, you'll miss it. But uh, yeah, we. I, I think it's fun to kind of show. To throw those little elements in that you may not be expecting. If you come back and see it again, you'll be like,
2: oh, I get that now. So, yeah. I love love that song. I I understand why it's not in the show because it's an ode to a character that's not in the show, but only alluded to, but it's a beautiful song. I love it.
0: Yeah. So, and sort of along the lines of, you know, you're saying, you know, uh, a moment that you like in the show. I mean, what, what, for any of you, what is one of your favorite moments in this show? Whether you're in it or not.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> I have a lot. I actually stand mm-hmm. off stage and listen for several. Um, we have an amazing ensemble who are doing, like, two to seven roles each, you know, uh, mixing and matching and changing costumes. But I like listening off stage to um, just several lines that end up being, there's a lot of comedy in the show. I know we mentioned it's a very sweeping love story and there's lots of familial stuff, but there's there's a lot of comedic elements in it, too. I like listening off stage to, to wait for the jokes, basically, and listen to... <laughs> Um, Emily Garrett and Hunter, um, just lots, of, <laughs> lots of really good work being done by people in their in their multiple roles there.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah, yeah. I, I, there are a lot of moments that I love. You know, I it it is it's kind of a unique challenge for me. I don't know that I have been as involved on the technical side of a show, and then also had a role. So I've got to, like, turn off one part of my brain and turn on another. I really have to stop doing that once yeah, rehearsals Mark begin. But double duty <laughs> in that.
3: We'll maybe have to stop rehearsal for a technical element, and then have to go run
2: and do something. But I, I try not process. to watch from the doorways for the reason of, oh, crap, I hope everybody's safe. I hope that doesn't break. I hope they know how to push that thing right, you know, or that that you know, right. thing if is going to work the way flying, it's supposed to. You know, it's, but my brain is so flying. often there, uh, which usually is not a problem for me when I'm in rehearsals in the show at this point. I'm in character... Uh, but I so I've been turning that off a little bit more and more and enjoying the scenes, especially the scenes that I'm not in. Um, well, and there's, uh, you know, so there's uh, Emily and I play characters that have a romantic through line in the in the show. But then there's a, a couple of younger ingenue characters as well. And they're just lovely. I, uh, every time they have a duet or a scene together, I, I love watching it. Um, and and shout out uh,
1: to, to Thomas Williams and Carmen Martinez. Yes,
2: like Carmen Billy and Thomas. And Margo mm-hmm. or Billy or and Margot. Or... And, uh, and, you know, I am old enough now and do theater, you know, theater sporadically enough now that I don't know all of the young upcoming uh, performers. And I haven't really gotten to know a lot of this cast until just recently. And I uh, love their scenes. I love watching them. You know, they're blowing me away. They're really fantastic. Of course, I, I love any scene that Emily's in because I think she is a fantastic performer. Uh, really excited about getting to work with her again. Again, I got to direct her just last month, her and her husband together, which was so much fun. Um, And then so getting to watch her on stage play this part is uh, is hugely, um, it's very satisfying.
3: challenge i can't imagine slipping in and out between your two jobs and delivering a full-out lovely performance fully realized all well, right. right thank while you while taking a break to you know
0: as you said literally running fixing you know it's place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. we hear do, 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 running <laughs> jimmy around jimmy
2: ray's got the the the, dr- the drill out again <laughs> yeah. right
0: exactly jimmy ray yeah. always fixing drill. something yeah, but, yeah. so um so what uh what as a to kind of close this segment, what what message you, would you like people most to take away from this mm-hmm. show, or be driving home thinking about when they see it the first time?
1: This show is not um, next to normal, um, but I think that's totally that's totally fine. Uh, so much I think modern theater it feels like you feel guilty if you can walk out of the theater feeling good, uh, and this show is not. You should absolutely walk out of the theater with a smile on your face here. We're telling a happy, lovely story um, that you can enjoy and feel good when you when you hit your car and, and drive home for the night. So I think the biggest takeaway for me is that people come, they have a great time and they leave happy.
2: Yeah there are moments that aren't necessarily happy throughout you know there are some hard uh, uh, sad, tragic moments throughout a few but you know there is a again I, I, it's not really a message show it's a very entertaining story it's a lovely story Um there is a song halfway through uh, sung by Emily and the ensemble called uh, the sun is going to shine again and I think if anything kind of by the time we get to the end of the story the you know it's not a message but I think something people feel is yeah, you know, terrible things can happen in life, but also miraculously wonderful things can happen that sometimes help tie up those loose ends or, you know, give us a, a hopeful look to the future. And so if anything, you know, yeah, the, the idea that you can leave happy and optimistic is a, what I would think audiences will be leaving with. Right. Anything to add to that? Or
3: No, I agree entirely. I think it's, it's a... There's highs and lows and twists and turns, but at the end of the day, you love your people and there's a resilience to humans that is just beautiful. So I think that's really where people will leave.
0: Okay. Well said for all of you. I, I, you know, it's, uh, I'll say that personally, uh, you know, getting to once again, trip, stumble and fumble my way into, a, you know, such a bevy of talent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and Paul,
1: you're doing a great job.
0: Well, thank you. But being <laughs> yes. able being able to be around, I, I feel like I've been very fortunate. So easy to yet hate, another yeah. example of being around
1: such talent, that, you know, hopefully some of it rubs
0: off and,
1: um, uh, yeah, well, you know, it comes I, just through. to make sure, we mentioned everyone. So Andrew Chandler doing a great job multiple roles. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's see. Joe Ran- Ranager is doing, I think he's only one named character, but he hides in the ensemble a couple times. Missy Hopkins, same thing. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, um, Cameron, uh, who plays Lucy, who is doing a wonderful job, wonderful a uh, dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Malia. Garrett doing a, a yeah, Emily, great yes. comedic role. Emily, Emily's killing it with her comedy. Uh, Malia Source, Julie Scarp- Scarpacci, uh, Scarpace, however you want to pronounce it. She pronounces it both ways. It's very confusing. I Hey You. So hey You, yeah. <laughs> um, get Hunter out there. Hunter, yes.
2: Hunter. <laughs> <and> playing <laughs> every role, every yeah. yeah. role you could possibly play.
1: Yep. Hunter definitely wins for most roles played. An and array so. of personalities. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think I'm leaving anyone out. If I am, I feel really bad. But I think that's that's it, right, guys? Sounds right. I
2: wasn't. I wasn't yeah. following every name you said either. Right. <laughs> but I know we, we Sometimes about, I start to follow. We, we talked like about Brian and, and Carmen earlier. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: I think that's it. So, if I left you out.
0: I didn't mean it. I'm it's sorry. not because he doesn't love you.
1: I love I love everybody my guest. They're all great.
0: Because the message is love. That's right.
1: It's love, not all love. we need,
0: but I think, but we do need it. And the
1: Beatles so. would disagree, but sure.
0: Well, yeah, I think there's more, but that's my personal opinion. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> right. which I give too much, as it is. but uh, So this show, uh, just again, so everyone knows, it opens uh, April 22nd, runs for three weekends, and we'll have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday matinee performances back to our traditional three weekend schedule for a show for a uh, non-student production show. Um, so Brian tickets run what rates?
1: Uh, anywhere from 15 to 25, depending if you're a teacher, student, military senior, or just a plain old boring adult. So uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and group, uh, group rates are available for groups, group 10 or greater. Uh, those are really cheap. It's 12 a piece. And as always, you can get four tickets in a flex pack at a discounted rate. Uh, if you can get four tickets that you can use for any show for 70 bucks as an adult, 60 for a senior, and 50 for a student, teacher, or military. So it's hard to beat those
2: prices. Uh, I do, there is going to be one sensory-friendly performance. Is that yep, correct? That and I, correct. I'll be getting some information out there on social media and through our marketing to let folks know uh, what the deal is with that performance soon.
0: Yep. Great point, and you can get tickets online at gctcomeplay.org or by phone. I don't even remember our main phone number.
1: Uh,
0: 901-453-7447. Or you can come into our ticketing desk and uh, talk to the lovely Annie Freres to get tickets or anyone here uh, that actually works, which is not me, but I'm here a lot. um, They can give you tickets. Uh, If you find me, I'll go find one of them, so... Please get tickets. Uh, we are selling pretty well already for this show, so we expect to sell out some, some or all of the shows. We hope to, uh, yeah. But we there will tickets be some are that are well. sold out. So, yeah. you know, I wouldn't. I, I would get them now. Yep. So that way you can yeah, choose absolutely. a seat and not be sitting in some corner you don't want to sit in. But there aren't bad seats in the house. That's true. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, since we have you guys here, uh, we're going to do a couple of our normal features that we think are funny and we don't <laughs> care if anybody out, outside that's, of this room that's thinks all they're matters. funny or not. Um, we're
1: here to entertain ourselves, that's
0: all. Yeah, exactly. And we do a good job at it, I think. So one of the features that Brian and I do, because um, we can't say we're rudder, rudderless today, because Christina's not here, but we do have you guys. Yes. So you've provided our moral compass, we hope. Yeah. Um, is uh, musical mashups. So... I usually give Brian, but I'm gonna give. He's heard these already, so I'm gonna give them to you guys and oh say, "Here's two musicals, and here's two musicals that have both been mashed together. Which one would you rather see, and mm. why? If you saw stood outside and saw Marquee One and
1: Marquee Two, hmm. Yeah, and you have to attend one. Yes,
0: you have to gotcha. go in yes. one. Gun to There's the no head. option to say, "Yeah, I'm going to a late dinner. I'll see you guys <laughs> right. later. Right, right,
2: because that's probably always going to be the answer. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. So, um. Yeah, so thinking about you know what these shows would try to look like together, and you know, Marcus, turn your tech brain off for this one. Too. Okay, All just right. be okay. a patron. So.
2: I'm just gonna be thinking about the pitch. How do we pitch this mashup <laughs> right. to producers?
0: The marketing would be okay. You can keep that in there. So, All here's right. your first two: a chorus, Godspell, <laughs> or Hello Hairspray.
2: <laughs> huh?
0: Brian had some very pointed opinions about these. Yeah. I, if nothing, I'm, I'm opinionated. I so. despise three of these shows.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a chorus, a chorus, Godspell. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, yes,
0: or Hello Hairspray. Or
2: hello hello hairspray. hairspray. Yes. So. Oh, well, I mean, I, I could see them both having uh, some fun comedic value. Uh, but you have in to sit in ways. one
3: of them. If you have to sit through one of
0: them, yes, you have to go in one of them and sit.
3: We're not in the production team of this.
0: Yeah, right, I you know. You have to turn your production,
2: so you only okay, a patron. If I'm turning my brain off and I'm going to see what I think is funny in big musical numbers that I think would be energetic and cool and fun to watch, I'd probably go with the second. So uh, you want to see, yeah, <laughs> hello, Airs.
0: You want to see Tracy sing through Hello, Dolly?
2: Sure, <laughs> so. sure. But you know, as a theater maker, my brain goes to the other one, and I can see. <laughs> I love the I said, Apostles no. lining up, you know, um, to compete for I don't know what Jesus's love. That I don't would be, know, that but would be uh, dreadful. I, <laughs> I, I would, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I know it's actually kind of tough. I'm actually seeing what could be really fun about these shows instead of just focusing on what would well, be Well, there's a couple that we've,
0: we've sort of said, oh, we should totally do that show. <laughs> so what I do you think? Just, I would
3: sit through the first one. A I Chorus Godsville? Yeah. Okay. I'd sit through a Chorus Godspell.
0: Yeah, I, I find Godspell revolting, but that's just me. <laughs> I've uh, had uh, my... Spray's I, revolting, too. Godsville so, was
2: one of my least favorite concepts of a musical ever only until the last couple of years i saw a production that completely changed my mind okay and now i think there's a lot of value in it actually. so i do have a question which apostle would sing the tna song <laughs> <laughs> you just don't think it would just be young mary <laughs> maybe maybe yeah uh, it, it and we just twist. played that role not in godspell no. in a in jesus christ superstar with my no. wife and her husband that is right. um awesome. years ago but uh <laughs> I don't know who would yeah Okay.
0: No cur- <laughs> that's good. A good question, so, Brian. So here's your next two. Which one did you choose? Did you not, choose-
1: not Godspell.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, I was about to say. I'm, I'm on team Never Godspell, yeah. So, yeah. So here's your next one <laughs> South Memphis or Oklahoma <laughs> Spelling Bee? Uh, hmm. So there's Curly spelling words. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm going to have to say or, Oklahoma, or, Oklahoma Spelling Bee. I I think that's
0: how we no to one goes, goes with South Memphis <laughs> in this place. South Pacific Look. set in the southern parts of
2: Memphis. I've yeah. never seen a musical Memphis. I oh, have, right. and I, awesome. I do not You're like it. You're not missing I do <laughs> not. I like the story. I don't like the show. I don't yeah, like the show. I don't like either one. Um, and South Pacific, you got to do it right, and it's too. so often. Nah, it's too often. It's not. Well,
0: I just right. think about you know, you've got to be. Carefully taught is that how it goes in yeah. someone seeing that in the streets of South
2: Memphis. Oh, well, I and can what just, would I see that. I see that. But <laughs> little, I think little, that's uh, Oklahoma relevant. Spelling Bee, <laughs> based on the best productions that I have seen, would be at least be hilarious. Now, the caveat is every word they spell is Oklahoma. It's
1: <laughs> what they do throughout <laughs> the entirety of the show.
0: <laughs> yes. It's one word. It's in there already. Yeah. 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 Keep it's spelling it over and over and over. <laughs> And your
1: word is Oklahoma. (laughs) Can you use it in a sentence?
0: So here's your next two: Uh, Pippin and Dolls, or Forty Second Avenue Q. This
1: is a runaway, boy. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah, there's not even a question for us. So not
0: guys and dolls. (laughs) You have Pippin Pippin and and Dolls. dolls.
2: I think I prefer the second. I think so, too. Yeah, damn straight. Yeah, I think <laughs> that was, that's a no-brainer. We were all agreed
1: there. See puppets <laughs> tap dancing. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. See Yes, yeah. yeah, so yeah. vile puppets doing <laughs> vile puppets things on 42nd Street. Yes. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so that, That's one well, that I would be interested in actually producing, figuring out how to mash
0: up. Oh, well, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, save that thought. No, no one
1: would come to, to it, but, you know.
0: They might close my theater down after, but you know. <laughs> yeah. The city said no. Nope, so thank m- you for out a successful the theater run. Yes. We're dissolving today. Yeah. Uh, so your next two are "Come from Hades Town" or Matilda and Hyde. Hmm.
3: Matilda and Hyde sounds hilarious.
2: That's. <laughs> I, 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 really I want to see "Come from Hades Town." What my friend calls "Come from Away," Canada Stomp. Uh, <laughs> gee, um, that's one thought- of those I thought I was going to love and then when I watched the execution I was like oh, I don't know maybe mm, um, well, I've got best yes. sacrilege, hey, hey.
0: sacrilege in the house of Everson
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll talk again it's one where I like the story I even like the concept of the show I think it's the production that I saw that I I don't hmm. know
3: I want to see Matilda turn into a murderous monster that's
2: and, exactly yeah. where yes. we went yeah but the that transformation song yeah
0: would be just gold. That's all you need to see. <laughs> yep. For the whole show. Mhm. That and Matilda murdering a prostitute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, she would she would actually end up murdering uh, What's her face? Uh, Trunchbull? Trunchbull? Trunchbull
2: yeah. yeah. Right. What would she just become Trunchbull? Oh. Maybe Matilda blind. is Trunchbull. another transformation yeah, story. <laughs> so it's
0: yeah, we we also derived come from Hades Town and come from Urin Town. But uh mm. so uh let's see. One more for you. So anything goes in the heights, <laughs> or the Music Man of La Mancha.
2: Music Man of La Mancha. I've never seen Man of La Mancha. Never seen a production. Never. Mm hmm. I mean, I know the so story is based on. I don't know. I, I know saying? a couple of the songs. I really have never read it. Never seen it. Um. Or tell me the first option again. We did it all for before.
0: Anything goes in the heights. Every,
2: anything goes in the heights.
0: You could put yeah. anything goes on the front of anything. It's like adding between the sheets onto hymns in the hymn book at church. Uh, and, right, you know, right, right, right. I'm not the only one who did that. I don't know.
2: I mean, it sounds like an exciting story of the big city. Uh. Rock, rock of Ages
1: <laughs> in the sheets. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah.
0: yeah absolutely. Do anything that. does go in Rock of Ages. Yeah, it does. Depending on who puts it on.
1: Yeah, we, there's no mashup with Rock of Ages. No. Oh, uh,
0: I think we had one. Oh, did we? It was okay. way back when. So back I'll bring here. that one back out of hiding. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'd say I, I would want to see what they would do with anything goes nights.
0: I'd try it. Okay.
1: Yeah. You vehemently voted that one down. <laughs>
2: yes, I, I
1: don't. <laughs> I am again on team. The only one apparently, but I'm not a huge fan of Flynn Manuel Miranda's. Stuff, yeah. So. More sacrilegious statements, but
0: I'm yeah. I'm, I know. Do.
2: Just gonna it's that not my, stock on the it's anti anti-limb. I, I can appreciate
1: <laughs> his Island. genius, but it's not doesn't resonate with me at all. So, so yeah. here's here's I'm, your, I'm still I'm I'm upset that uh, it just smacked Bright Star down in the Tony's twenty sixteen. <laughs> oh well there you go.
2: This is a grudge. There, yes. It's a grudge, yeah. And this yeah. is all emotional response.
0: Uh, so here's your last one. <clears throat> the sound of spam a lot. Versus Grease Annie. I
3: want to see the sound of Spam a lot because I want it to just be a frying pan sizzling for about. <laughs> <a frying
0: pan. laughs>
2: I want Maria it's out fine. there. New with, take
1: with Patsy I, behind her. Well, it would be well. All the knights would be the children, right?
0: Yes, that's what we. Yeah. That's what we said. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Yeah. And then you know we said who from Spam is singing Liesel's song with what's his name. The guy turns out to be a Nazi. going on 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who um, from Spamalot is singing that song?
1: Uh, the French Taunter. <laughs> <I'll just
0: think. laughs> huh? You're partial to that role. Yes. So.
2: I need you to say the other one again for me, Paul. Uh,
0: man, The Sound know, of Spamalot
2: right? and Grease Annie. Oh, Grease Annie. Oh, yeah. We it's said got, that It's got to be The Sound problematic.
0: of in today's social themes. I, I
2: don't need to see Grease again. Don't need to see Annie again. Don't need to see a mashup of them.
0: <laughs> we do Grease and Annie and Rep and sell grandstand seats probably. Oh, yeah.
2: I'm not saying they don't sell. No, they I mean, sell. Yeah. I've but probably seen a hundred production. That both doesn't of mean Greece? we need
1: to do it. Grease has a very weird royalty <sighs> situation. You got to pay like way more for to do
2: Grease. Is that really? Yeah, it's bizarre. I mean, I th- have they done a revival of Greece anytime in the last? I, I don't see. Not. I don't think they're going to. I, I, mean, I you think you have to rewrite it yeah, at yeah,
1: this yeah, point. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. uh, no. So, I remember one time uh, years ago, we were throwing around the idea of uh, not seriously, but wouldn't it be fun to do Greece, but do it all like. 40- and 50-year-olds in the roles.
0: Yeah, yeah. That
3: was kind of the movie, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's... Kind of. <laughs> I feel like it should be done that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so definitely suspending disbelief. Yes.
1: So Marcus would be too young for our production of Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: actually. No,
0: thanks. So. So. <laughs> yeah. so are you saying I'd be on the bottom end of the range? Is that it? <laughs> no, I think if
1: you do it, you'd need 50- and 60-year-olds.
0: Yes, like Grizzlies, Grannies, and Grandpas yeah. Type age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: then you probably can probably get enough of them to do it. You could slightly maybe look over the problematic themes if they're that old, because you know it's not serious. I don't know. <laughs> we're just not going to do Greece. Yeah, let's, let's just, just let's just know. not worry about it. Let's, let's leave it, that I, one. I could on be the, wrong. Uh, In
2: the original Greece, was it not about? Wasn't it like a reunion, and then everybody starts reminiscing, and then they tell the story? Or Did I make that up? I've never heard that. I, I haven't heard, heard that, that either. I thought it was something uh, akin to that. I thought it was adults meeting and we're talking the about the high school. There you go. I guess yeah. so. I guess
0: so. you saw that the same it's, night you saw it in a green,
2: which day. you
0: didn't. So, <laughs> so, but hey, another interesting tech thought there. Yeah, <laughs> old people reminiscing about remember that time under the bleachers I when I was I staring know. under that woman's skirt? Would <laughs> grease lightning just be like a little oh, asshole? Yes. Yeah, I think <laughs> so, grease so, yeah. lightning is awesome. walkers with tennis yeah. balls yes. on the bottom. Yeah. And,
1: you know. No, it would definitely be one of those little
0: little rascals my get
2: around whatever the things are called yeah
0: would it be a pimped out one then yes. oh, Yeah, flames yeah. on
2: the side for sure absolutely
0: nice uh, <laughs> no, not nice but okay moving on from that train wreck <laughs> walker wreck apparently so another feature we'd love to do that makes christina absolutely want to crawl into her desk and die is brian's dad jokes yeah, that's right oh, so yeah. visceral There's- reactions are encouraged <laughs> Like
1: negative ones. <laughs> so, even if music, it's just dead There's time. music yeah.
0: behind this and rim shots.
1: The so, uh, the last time we did this, uh, Christina visibly yeah, hollered, No. No, <laughs> like three times. <laughs> so, so it's great. As we put applause behind yeah. her. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, new group to give my jokes to. Oh, you're so excited. <laughs> I, know. I, can tell. I know. I don't know. I, that's just. I know Christina hates them
2: so much. It does
1: make me a little sad when she's not she's, here to do I'll hear wait to them. edit this. Do you ever
2: themed weird. Do you ever theme these? Are they ever themed?
1: I haven't themed them once. I think one time I did all Russian jokes right after they. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and well, then the we rain. had Halloween. We had a Halloween version. Last <laughs> we did have a Halloween. Year. I was gonna version
2: say Easter's, you know, days away. I wondered if you either had uh, well, that one spring themed, bunny enough. themed, or bright star themed ones. But
1: is it a good joke? No, it's it's not. But it's from a ten year old, so you know. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't like that one.
2: Okay? <laughs> Let's move on. All right. I, I kid no, you. Okay.
1: Than Here we go. Uh, now I'm not saying I'm attractive, but when I take my clothes off in the bathroom, I turn the shower on.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah.
0: That's uh-huh. the groans we're going for. Yeah. yeah. Just just louder <laughs> next time. <laughs> I'm going to direct this show. I need more from you guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and longer. Stretch them out. Okay. <laughs> really play, really explore the studio space.
1: And uh, this is kind of oh, similar. No. Here we go again. Uh, I don't mean to brag, but cashiers are always checking me out. Uh huh. Tracks. Emily's
0: making a face of yeah, such I, pity. My face <laughs> is not for the radio. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a face of pity, like, oh, he really thinks that's funny. <laughs>
1: again, I, it's more for the torture of others than. Yes, <laughs> the pain
2: I put other people
3: I through. I want to hear, hear that one too. This, this one?
1: Yes. So
2: far, he hasn't incorporated this into evening notes during oh, rehearsals, yeah, yeah.
1: but I'm yeah. a little surprised. Why haven't? If, you? if, if rehearsal goes bad enough tonight oh, with transitions, it may this, just is be our, this is what our this is what our
2: TBA Friday <laughs> rehearsal will be. It's like push 50%. It's like pushups, but for yep, every bad Brian's transition we get, one
1: bad joke. So, uh, you guys want to hear about my story about climbing Mount Everest?
2: Well. I made it up. Ah, uh, hey, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, that's a good one. <laughs> There's no good answer to that. How about one more? I one. liked that one a little bit. Okay, yeah. okay.
0: Don't admit that. <laughs> our four. People I will listen, repeat that one to my Our thousand listeners though. are
1: like, what? <laughs> so uh, my brother got addicted to brake fluids. Family, very very worried. But he says he can stop whenever he wants.
2: Oh. Okay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I thought I knew the punchline, and it was slightly different. I was waiting for
1: a reaction.
0: I it was just gonna be
2: a one-liner. I thought he's just gonna say he can't stop. But I no. think we need one more.
0: No. <laughs> for you, not for her, but for you. Just for me.
2: So I just
1: finished writing a book on snakes, and it would have been so much easier if I'd written it on paper. <laughs>
0: wow. Christine is gonna be so proud of you. Uh. I know. I know. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so, we can stop there. Yeah, I think that's enough.
1: Yeah, so we've tortured them enough. Yeah, well done, but, sir. Well done. Now, now they can report back to the cast and say, "Hey, you do not want." MDA. No, let's pick yeah. up those transitions, yeah. y'all. Those bad transitions are going to be golden.
0: Poor transitions, bad traffic, <laughs> low low singing. Yeah, you're getting dad jokes for it. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you for joining us today, Marcus and Emily. We appreciate you coming on. So, uh, Mar- we. We, we sometimes rope Marcus in anyway because he works here, but, um, you know, Brian's always on, uh, much to everyone's chagrin. He and I are always on these. So.
1: Well, except for the one you did with Marcus for oh, a five that's longer. Right. Yeah. That's right, we did. So uh,
0: it was 50% better than normal. Yeah, it was. Um, so, there were no bad dad jokes on that version yeah, right. of the uh, pod. So,
1: it was so good.
0: just a couple of dads, but not dad jokes that day. Yeah,
1: so. There's a lot of dads in this podcast right now, and three dads and a mom. That's true.
0: Yep. So. Uh, I'll go be a bad dad tonight um, on stage after I'm a bad dad at home. So we appreciate you guys uh, coming out again. And for those of you listening, come see Bright Star. After that, we'll have another lovely show called 100 Days um, that runs in May, June. May, June, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to ask about that when you get your tickets to Bright Star. Not if, but when. So yeah. come on. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: Bye. See ya. Thank you.